All right, Star Wars fans, welcome to a special edition of the Jedi Scavenger on the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. This is Brian Fontaine, the Jedi Scavenger, and joined today with a special guest who's normally part of Talking Star Wars, now part of Rebels Recap. We have Scott Inch from across the pond. How's it going, Scott? It's not bad, not bad. It's the second day of my holiday, so I'm just relaxing again. Getting on with little wee tiny things that I've got to do. Let's see. For us over in the over in the states, uh, a holiday usually actually means the holidays, but I do know that our term for that is a vacation. But <laughs> anyway, so this special edition of the Jedi Scavenger, we're going to talk about SH figure arts, and this is something as a Star Wars collector, I've. I've been collecting pretty seriously over the last year or so. I've primarily focused on on Hasbro, Funko, Black Series, that type of stuff. But Scott, I, I blame you for getting the SH Figure Arts bug. And I just held off for the longest time because for us over here in the States, and we'll get into the, like the little tips and tricks about it, but you can't just walk down to your, your local Walmart, your Target, your Toys R Us, and go pick these up. You do have to import them. And we'll, we'll talk about some little tips and tricks about that. But originally, what kind of caught my eye about it is everybody knows that I have a focus collection with Shore Troopers. There's one directly over my shoulder here. But, you know, I had been looking at that and I was like, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll wait. And then as part of our, our collecting group that we're in, Scott, you were starting to post pictures of them. And I'm like, oh, and then as you and I got to talking more, I'm like, all right. All right, this is going to happen. I, I've got the, uh, the Shore Trooper right here that I, as soon as I got it, as soon as I opened it up, I was instantly hooked. And and I'm starting to gradually kind of pick up some others. And, and I've got some more on the way. But Scott, let, what first kind of got you into to figure arts and then what we can maybe kind of talk about what a little bit of the the, the history is. And, and they're a relatively new toy line. Yeah, yeah they've been around for the last coming for almost 10 years now um, but what got me into them was my friend Ross he started collecting them first and then it was trying to have a back it was it was the first order Stormtrooper that came out just after Force Awakens and I got the Black Series first on Force Friday and he, he started getting them and then I saw them and uh, he has nice glass cabinets which I've now started to get as well to, to display my figures so I saw them in the glass cabinet and he got me one so I'm now starting to collect them I'm starting to veer away from Black Series a wee bit but there's some that you can get in the figures like Ahsoka Kanan the ones that, that are in Black Series so I just love them I think they're great detail and they're just easier to display they've got a nice sculpture about them a very nice sculpture they're more realistic of the actor's than the Black Series, and I just think they're fantastic to have. So, so these are, and I don't know. I guess it's hard to tell which. What it's like the chicken or the egg. It's uh, you know, is it is it Bandai or is it Tamashi Nations? I know they're all kind of intertwined a little bit, but the actual SH Figure Arts. It stands for, according to what I was able to find on the internet, so it must be true, is the S stands for simple style, H stands for heroic action, and basically they say, just as you just said, Scott, you can perfectly mimic the range of the human body with these figures, and there's so many more different points of articulation on these figures. Pretty much every joint is on a ball joint. And, yeah. you know, the, the, each of these figures usually come with sometimes one to three different heads that you can use. The The hands also, there's each one usually comes with about three different sets of hands. And that is a limiting factor of the Black Series is because whatever 
pose their hand comes in is you're really kind of limited to that. And even even some of the the troopers that are in the Black Series line, it, it sometimes makes it difficult for them to hold, you know, their blaster rifle yeah. or or put it in a good pose. And, you know, there's so there's like additional points of articulation that it, it's just great. Like, especially with the, the troopers and stuff, you can really have them, you know, shouldering their, their rifle. There's even like a, a toe pivot. So you can even, you know, have him bending down and, and aiming at stuff. And it, it's just really crazy. So another point I wanted to make, too, about these, they do, they are in the 1.6 or the 112 scale, whatever one that is. But essentially, they're, they're 14 centimeters or here in the States, the equivalent of that is five and a half inches. So they're just just a smidge shorter than the traditional six inch black series line that we've been kind of talking about. But these are, correct me if I'm wrong here, Scott. So they're, they're manufactured in China, but they're a J- Japanese import. So you you really have to find, uh, you know, you have to find a company in Japan where you're able to basically have them, uh, you have to import them from there. I kind of, my, my friend Ross really gets them in for me as well because he orders a quote of mine to get through customs. So there's a wee bit of tip there. Order so much so you can squeeze them through customs quite easily. Um, the best, he uses a few websites. The main one that he uses is, I think it's CJ Japan. I think that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And he uses that one mostly. And I go on and I've started to look at them and I, I don't know about yourself, Brian, but I get confused about the currency sometimes when going on to look at it. Right now, currency, the markets are kind of like up and down here in the UK right now with price mm-hmm. size. Um, you can sometimes get some through customs, you can, but I don't want to get too political here, but the Brexit, before Brexit, there's comes through no problem. Mm-hmm. After Brexit, you're paying customs and everything now. So because the crime's weaker, we have to pay more to get them through. Yeah, and one of the things, these are usually all listed in, in yen. So they're actually, even with a simple Google search, you know, if you find a website where you're looking at one of the figures and it's displaying the, the price in yen, you know, you can do a, a conversion from either yen to US dollars or, or yen to the, the British pound. And, you know, where you can kind of figure that out you know they're, they're they are more expensive there's no real base retail price because they're all based on, on the size and, and the complexity of all the different features you know some of them like some of the battle droids aren't as expensive retail wise i would say give or take it's usually in like the 40 to 50 dollar range us you'll see those prices listed in, in yen and and it is a little bit more of a higher sticker shock than you you know you're basically paying maybe twice what you would for a black series or slightly more and then you add in shipping because you're going to have to either Snail mail, which I haven't had, I, I haven't felt risky enough to try that yet. I've either used uh, the few that I've gotten so far. I, I've used DHL or, or FedEx, and you know you're still paying. It's it's anywhere from like eight to ten dollars per figure, even if you get a couple at the same time, which it's tough, but. I mean, that's the going rate. I mean, if you if you want them, and these are just phenomenal figures, and we'll we'll talk about a few of those in, in a little bit here, but. Yeah, some of the websites I've had some luck with. I've, I've got a couple figures on the way for from Manorake, and I think those are like a ch- a chain of, of retail stores in, in Japan where they have storefront stuff, and, and some they they list a lot of their stuff as boxes damaged or used or or whatnot. So you take a little bit of risk there, and you don't can't see the photo. But a lot of the the Facebook groups that are out there and available, highly recommend that you go out and join those because you're gonna get people posting pictures, they're going to share news, and there's some actually sellers on there as well that you may be able to find you know, in the US or the, or the UK. So, you know, you take a little bit of risk there. You know, Scott, some other sites I've, I've had some luck with, Hobby Link Japan, HLJ, 
uh, one that I had a lot of luck with, Nin Nin Game. And uh, I got a couple, I got the the Farm Boy Luke and Episode 2 Obi-Wan, and those came via DHL. You know, shipping was was super fast. Both came wrapped up and, uh, you know, really had no issues whatsoever. And, and then, like I mentioned, the Facebook groups is another way to to get that. There's there's some people that, that buy in bulk and are able to import those in. And, and actually, they, they're pretty fair with prices. I mean, they'll, they'll list the, the price with, with shipping built in. And if you price that, against what it would be to actually import from one of these, you know, retailers over in Japan, it's pretty comparable. So, I mean, it's definitely something to, to take a look at. Yeah, I mean, I've had to look on eBay a few times to see, like, the one that I don't have and that I would like to try and get is uh, Return of the Jedi look. Ooh, yeah. I don't even know to get it. I've had a look on eBay and that, and it's it's quite expensive now because it's it was limited. Because that's the thing about these figures as well. They're very, very limited. They're only available for a certain amount of time. So once they're gone, they're gone. And you kind of got to, like, as you said yourself, got to hunt around for them, get them off other sellers. And eBay for the look one is Last time I saw it was going up to about £70 in, in the UK, maybe a bit less, maybe a bit more. Also, I did see a few at Star Wars Celebration last year, which I was very, very surprised about. I was very surprised to see one or two at Star Wars Celebration, some of the collectibles. Because I, I didn't think they would be there. A lot of the stalls had a lot of black series, but one or two stalls did have just a very few of the figure arts uh, collectibles yeah they're, they're they're definitely increasing in popularity and you know one thing that i that i've seen and and especially for for myself as, as primarily a black series collector up to this point is a lot of people just were, were either turned off by the difficulty in being able to obtain them and the very early line that they came out with was very limited and if you mentioned it a little bit ago scott like if you want a character like ahsoka I, i'm not sure we're ever going to see ahsoka in the the figure arts line i, I think they're really going to focus more on the movies heck if if ahsoka ever makes it to a live action movie then uh, you know there, there's a there's a possibility that we could get that figure but i i counted if you go to tamashi nation's website there's actually a consort by all the, the the star wars characters that they've produced under the sh figure arts line so far and i and i've counted either i've counted a total of 33 that either have been released or and intend to be released all the way up through July. And we just got some news. I put it on JediScavenger.com where we, in July, we're going to be getting a R2-D2 and a C-3PO from A New Hope. My God, Scott, they just look amazing. And I mean, the, 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 the detail, the detail on these faces are just amazing. And if you're really interested, if you go out to the Tamashii Nation's website and they actually show how they're able to get these faces so detailed. It's a scale that is just slightly smaller than the Black Series. And the Black Series figures, I think, for for troopers and like Star Wars Rebels and, and Clone Wars characters, I feel like they do those pretty well for the price point of what they are. And they're, they're mass producing them and the paint applications are pretty good. Like the digital scans and stuff that they do for these figure art Star Wars characters, like the, the you know, quote unquote human characters, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, it's almost spot on. I mean, you could look at them and you're wondering if you're actually looking at a photograph it's just amazing yeah i mean i've got the blacks you know the blacks is uh, the hot toys kyle ren and that's that's just well they, the hot toys come from japan as well uh, in that area and uh, that's very detailed i would probably say the figure actually the same line as hot toys not as expensive as hot toys uh, but they are they have that great detail um 
Right, you just can't get anywhere else. And off your point there, yeah, I don't think we're going to get the soccer figure out. We they probably will stick to the the movies. Done to come through soon. I would hope to see a Luke one from Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. I'd love to see what kind of stuff are going to come out from the Last Jedi stuff. I'd love to see a Snoke figure arts. I would love to see a, a new Kylo Ren, a more damaged Kylo Ren figure arts. Yeah, so one of the things that they do is they are so deliberate and they're, they're, they're so focused on the detail that they're not as interested in, in mass producing. I mean, they, they've released... 30, they intend to release up to 33 figures. And I believe this, the Star Wars line started about early 2015. It was Jedi Luke, it was Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, and maybe Darth Maul were the, the first few. You you may see at certain toy shows and stuff where they have figures released and they may not actually hit the market for a year or two. You know, there, there's been some pictures floating around of the C-3PO and R2-D2 prior to actually saying that they're going to be they're actually up for pre-order now, uh, so you you can you can find those. But I know that there's some things been floating around where the the people have seen a, a Qui Gon Jinn, they've seen uh, the super battle droids from the the prequel trilogy. There's also there's also been pictures of a um, a Finn in his stormtrooper costume. There's okay. been a Resistance Ray. I mean, once those hit the market, I mean, those are just going to be amazing, amazing figures. And that's part of the the part of the rub with this is. You have to be you have to be patient in all aspects because you can't just obviously you can't run to the store and just grab them. You're not going to have the the line or you know where Hasbro can just mass produce a lot of these figures, so it will be more limited. And there was going to be another point I was going to make, and I'm sure it was going to be brilliant, but uh, <laughs> you know it's just uh, you know sometimes like for example like they just released these pre-orders for C3PO and R2D2. It's February. Those aren't coming out till July. And just a few months back where I was able to still sneak in, but they had announced the episode two versions of, of Padme and Anakin that were up for, for pre-order as well. And I think those just deadlines just passed. So, you know, you'll yeah. probably have to grab those on the secondary market if you weren't able to do that. But I literally just cannot get enough of these these figures. And all right. So maybe just to kind of hit things home here, Scott, you said you've got the first order Stormtrooper, that was the first year entry point. My entry point was the Shore Trooper. You also have the Black Series one. I mean, let's just kind of go through and just maybe show people that are watching live on, on YouTube and they'll have to just use their imagination if they're listening to the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And just maybe we can go through some of the the, the differences and the, the pros and the cons. I have a hunch that Figure Arts is going to win out in every single aspect. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So there's the two of them there. As you can see, the one that's on my right hand, that's the figure arts one, and on my left is the Black Series one. And if you look, the one, the figure arts, this, the trooper can bring his blaster quite in, whereas the figure art, uh, the Black Series, is more pushed out. Like, it's like, he's keeping it further away, he doesn't want to kill himself or something. And he can't really... There's no, distort. like, the, the elbow articulation really isn't there. No, I mean, they, they really took away some of that problem in the figure arts. And even with the legs, they're quite... You can't really spread them out to get a really good position, whereas the figure actually can. And it's more clear at whiter. And I will get to the Black Seas at this point, is it, it's more whiter than the figure arts one. Mm -hmm. and, but it's just got a better... Just looking at it, the helmet on it, on the figure arts is much, much better. Much, much better than the Black Seas. I don't want to like, insult Hasbro, but they really need to step up their game if uh, figures is going to keep doing these kind of stuff. But I mean, you factor in the price point where one actually probably costs like maybe twice the amount of the other one. 
there are yeah. there are different trade-offs and, and that, you know we we say it all the time scott on on the podcast network that we don't pretend to have all the answers and we didn't come here saying like hey this we're experts on on figure arts i mean for myself i've been i've been learning and as a star wars collector this is something that that i previously haven't done so i'm like a kid in a candy shop just trying to learn all kinds of different things I, you know I'm, I'm talking to you another great great resource on on twitter is um is bill at uh, lost star wars part of the retro zap network and, and it's just kind of funny as as i post like different photos out on like twitter instagram it's just interesting to see that even here over stateside where there's more like so much slightly of a, of a shift where people are more accepting of these figures and the the popularity i think is just going to really start to pop and and, and you and you you highlighted it great scott when you said about the you know the value of of the luke skywalker that's that's really going up there i mean that probably retailed for 59.99 approximately that us dollars back in in 2015 i believe at the beginning of 2016 they did a re-release so you're talking in one year time that that figure now has doubled if not tripled in value in one year i mean that is just that is just crazy and a part of it is supply and demand and scarcity and just the fact that luke skywalker in the jedi knight outfit from return of the jedi for a lot of us that that have always just grown up with star wars i mean that's that's our luke skywalker and that figure is i i have it down here in, in a box i haven't i can't wait to open it and start taking photos and, and putting up a review on the website. But that is the embodiment of Luke Skywalker to date. And it's just, it's going to be, and I think by far it's the most popular figure that they've, they've done. You know, some of them, I, obviously I don't have a lot, a ton of experience firsthand, but if you see like some of the other ones that have done are every single one that they've done like their best or it's the best representation of that character maybe not but overall as a line with these 33 figures that we've kind of talked about they're just still they're just the the attention to detail is just amazing i think i got the death trooper one and i the problem i have with that one is a wee bit sugarly like it's not easy to display quite well because you're mm-hmm. it's very very thin so I, I find that hard to display you had on your point there it's just I, I can't wait to get more of these. I've, I mean, I'm coming over to you guys in, in, in September, October. I don't think we'll have any money to come over half the time, but we keep spending money on figure arts. Uh, so I'll be like living on the streets for a week in Boston, no doubt. But you'll have nice Star Wars toys. <laughs> I will have nice Star Wars toys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's another thing too is, and, and we talk about it often is, you know, you have to kind of have uh, a sense of a budget and you have to make a trade off. So if you're going to switch to more figure arts, well, you're there's just not a lot available. They're going to cost more. And you just have to just make a decision of where your area of focus is. You can't go out and buy all the Star Wars toys that are produced worldwide. You would just you would be living <laughs> in, in a street in a cardboard box. But and, and I think that's important, too. You don't have to be a completist. And if you wanted to be a completist on on the figure arts line, trying to track down some of these older figures, you're going to pay, like I said, maybe two and three times what they're originally worth. And who I think time will tell if these continue to carry value as as we go on, because they have you mentioned, Scott, they do have limited limited uh, release times. And they once they have produced them, they're not going to go back and reproduce them all they did reproduce the Jedi loop just because it was so popular. But again, that that scarcity, the desirability, we'll have to see how that goes. 
My only point of reference is looking at, uh, I know our friend Chris Letty is more focused on the vintage stuff and, and depending on the condition, you know, if it's carded, da, 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 will depend the value and, you know, uncarded stuff that has been used and it's not minty fresh. Well, you know, those are only going to fetch maybe five to $10 and okay. they'll go up from there depending on condition. It will, time will tell what the value of these figure arts figures are. I mean, I, I think in box, unopened, I think we'll always continue to hold value regardless of what, you know, Star Wars toy you're dealing with, but maybe unopened with the box, without the box, all the different accessories. And as we go further out, as we get farther into the Star Wars universe with movies coming out every single year, it will be interesting to see what that what that value is and what it holds. I just based on the scarcity and the attention to detail and how excited people get about these figures. I think you're at least going to break even if you decide to unload some of these in, in a few years. I think they're going to go up, though. I just, I, th- I really think they will. Yeah, I mean, just, I put, as I said earlier, my friend Ross, he, he buys about four, about three or four of them and, pass, and then sells them on. So he, he sells them just a wee bit more, but what he paid for them. You'll uh, always keep one for me, though. You'll always keep one for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what, uh, that's what friends are for is helping each other uh, enable them to buy more Star Wars toys. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I've got Han Solo coming. I've got, uh, like yourself, I've got the Padme and Anakin coming. I think I'm more going to put them all, but. I just can't wait to have them all. So I, I just get so excited so, about them. <laughs> we, we maybe we'll revisit this topic, uh, you know, on a future show. And you know, and I don't claim to. Neither of us claim to be an expert on this, but you know, I hopefully that people have found this talk beneficial and just more bringing awareness to them because the more that we're more that we're talking about them, the more that we have them as part of our Star Wars collecting experience. We can we can share that with others and both agree they're just they're just so cool. So I don't know, Scott. I think we're probably at that point where we can tie a bow on this. And where can everybody find you on social media if they have some uh, SH Figure Arts questions for you? You can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch and on Twitter at Scott Inch eighty five. And on Thursday, me and Robin will be doing another episode of talking Star Wars. We're going to be talking about this rumor about Del Toro playing the son of a famous Star Wars villain. And yeah. that rumor annoys me a wee bit, but we're going to have a wee chat about it and how that, if it could damage canon a wee bit. And then you can find, I'm going to, today I'm going to be doing an interview with Unmistakable Star Wars about how I got into Star Wars and what drives my focus about it. Yeah, they're, they're good guys over there at Unmistakably Star Wars. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jedi Scavenger SW, at Jedi Scavenger SW on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Please, please, please subscribe to our podcast network on iTunes and SoundCloud. Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. We have all of our shows. We now have the Jedi Scavenger. We'll have different collecting segments. We'll, we'll pull in Chris Letty for that. They have the, the main show. You guys have Talking Star Wars. We have Rebels Recap. And it's just so fun to, to be talking about this stuff in like we said, we don't pretend to be experts, but we want to help grow the Star Wars community, keep things positive and just just have fun with that, because that's what it's all about, Scott. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Can't, this community is getting bigger and bigger and with more movies and stuff coming out. It's going to take over the world. <laughs> all right. So for Scott Inch, this is Brian Fontaine. I want to thank you for tuning in and may the force be with you. Always. Always.